What's up? What's up? How's it feel Sunday morning? You rocking and rolling it? You feeling really good about where you are? I hope so. Uh, did you wake up this morning with your head throbbing a little bit? You're like, mouth is dry. You're like, oh, man, I drank too much. Been there, done that. <laughs> so looking at your day, how much cool shit you got going on? How much cool stuff do you have cooking in the work? You're like, oh, I'm out of bed early, ready to go. I didn't drink last night because I got some stuff to do, some interesting stuff. And it's because I can. It's because I chose it. It's because I woke up and I said, you know, I think I'm going to do that. I bet that's not the case at all. I bet that's not where you're at at all. I bet you woke up this morning and you're probably feeling a little bit down, a little tired. Roll your ass out of bed, get some coffee, and then think about what you have to do for the day. And it isn't this tail wagging, excited, oh, baby, about ready. We got our stuff ready. Let's go, right? No, it's not that at all. You know what it is? It's this, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Why do we quit? Why'd you quit having fun? Why did you quit just doing things based on how they make you feel? Sure, you have to work. We all have to work. But, I mean, that process is already in the works. You already know how to pick a point and to achieve it because you're sitting right in the middle of it. And then what happens? You quit. Oh, oh no, no, I didn't, I didn't quit. I'm still doing shit. Well, what are you doing? You're going to work every day, coming home. Every week you're doing yard work or lawn work. You're not fishing anymore. You're not hiking anymore. Come on, let's have, let's have a real conversation about why we quit. I mean, I know for you, I know for a fact that doing what we love, doing what we enjoy, doing what makes us happy is a lot more fun than doing all the work we have to do right now. You ain't waking up all energized. You didn't wake up this morning, Sunday. How would you like to change that? This is your chance. And, and the good news is if, you, if I get this done right and you spend a little time listening to it, this will be the only one you have to listen to. That, now, that, that's a deal you, you can't refuse. I hope you're going to stick around. When we come back, we're going to talk about why we quit. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can't guide you to what this conversation is about. All right, so let's imagine you, as you as a little boy or a little girl, you're young and you're, you're 13, 14, 15, 16, you don't have, you're getting old enough now where you have the flexibility and mobility, but you actually don't have any of the obligations yet, right? And you think about your average day, how would that look? You'd be like, hey, let's go to the park. All right, let's go do this. Hey, let's go do that. All right, let's go do this. And the reason we do that as young kids, why did you do it? You did it because it felt good. You did it because it was cool, because it inspired you, because it put fuel in your tank. And the more of it you did, the more you wanted to do, right? And then somewhere along the way, and, and you, you know because you made that transition just like everyone around you did, all of a sudden some, an idea is pursued, a, a path is taken that creates a situation where all of a sudden you start shedding off some of that good stuff you love to do, you enjoy doing for another plan. The question we're going to answer is why did we quit? Why do we quit realizing the connection that we have between ourselves, our joy, our energy, and the world around us, right? You, we don't all fit the uh, Better Homes and Gardens model, right? The reason most of us quit doing what inspires us is because that's the plan. You, you see it. It's all around you. I mean, everyone you know has the plan. They're all following it, right? And in spite of what we all see and what we realize, because take a look around. There ain't anybody around you that's friggin' rock and roll in their life. 
at least to the point that on social media they can pretend they're better than you because we're all in the same boat. As you've, as you've well witnessed, one storm, one fire, one, one bout of hail or thunder and shit, we're gone. We're just like ants on an ant pile. Remember when you was a kid and you stomped the shit out of the red ants and then you'd dance around so you didn't get any on you, shake them all off you? That's, that's, that's the position we're in, right? So my, my question is, if that is the case, why, why did you quit? Why did, we, why did we quit having fun? The answer is simple. We stop thinking about it. You're not thinking about you. Let's face it. How much time on the average day do you think about you, about where you are, about what you have going on, about how cool it is to wake up every day? I'll give you a minute. The reason we're not growing, the reason you're not getting better isn't because you can. It's because you're not looking at you. You're not focused on you. It's kind of like when you, uh, when you, you have a neighbor. You, let's say you have houses next to each other, and your neighbor's yard is a friggin' mess, right? And your yard's a mess. And then one day you just get this crazy idea because he'll like you, and you go over and you clean his yard, right? You're like, hey, I got your yard, man. He's like, wow, my friggin' yard looks good, right? My yard looks great, thanks. And then you go back home to your messy-ass yard. <laughs> that's, that's what social media actually is, right? It's a way for us to escape, to go help, and to engage in activity that does absolutely nothing for us. And then we're over there going, well, I wonder why my life sucks. Why'd you quit? Why'd you, why did you quit working on you? Remember when you was young and you first got married? All excited, had all kinds of dreams, and then guess what happened? You grabbed the plan, and then, and you know what's funny about it is even though we know the plan sucks, because it does, let's face it, I don't give a shit about investments. What I care about is waking up with a reason to wake up every day. I mean, if you're going to do something, that's got to be the thing you want to do, right? I mean, I'm just saying. It all starts with a story. It's a, it's a simple process, just like that truck you bought that you wish you hadn't or that big-ass house you bought that you wish you hadn't or that camper or boat or any number of things you were convinced to buy that you shouldn't have bought, right? all starts with an idea about how great it can be how wonderful it'll be, how much better your life will be. And if you can't see it, you certainly can't be it. I guarantee that. Let's talk about how you create those images in your mind. The good news is if you master this, you'll never have to listen to me again when we come back. Okay, so just like nearly every decision you've made, the house that's too expensive at the interest rate that's too high, the car that's too expensive at the interest rate that's too high, the job that you work too many hours at, right? The choice in your boyfriend, your girlfriend, the husband, the wife, whatever you got going on in your life that's driving you nuts right now. Here's a question. Why did you choose that? And the answer is because in your mind you have this idea about how great your life was going to be because of it, Right? Now, whether that's true or not, or whether you're reaping the benefits of that completely or not is inconsequential. The question is, how do you take where you are right now and you convert some aspect of it so it gets better? And the answer is just in the same exact way as you created the life you're living right now. All right, you following me on this? The reason you're living the life you're living is because you imagined it before it ever existed and you got excited about it to the point that you drew a connection to it you like the idea, and before you know it, guess what? You're living the American dream. 
the cool part about this and what people seem to resist, what I get hit with is this same application, that same application, the rules applies to anything in the friggin' universe. Anything in the universe, right? As a kid, you'd wake up and you'd go outside, you'd be riding your bike, you'd be start getting bored, and all of a sudden you'd imagine something cool. You'd imagine like, hey, we should jump off the shed, right? Hey, we should build a ramp for our bike, hey. Always imagine and always thinking about what can be, about what could be better than where we are, right? And then as adults, we hand that all away for the need to buy things and to work for them and to be in debt and to slow down or even in some cases screech to a, a complete halt. Why do we quit? Why do we reach a certain point and all of a sudden we can't seem to move forward? It starts with a story. When you can imagine it, when you start building that idea in your mind about where you where you want to be and you think about it every day, eventually you will either rule it out. You'll say, well, no, now that I know enough about it, I realize that it's probably not that cool after all. I can find something better to do with those resources, right? But on the other side of that, if it's something that's connected to who you are and you've spent time evaluating, there's a real good chance that what you're thinking about is going to become a reality. And that reality is actually going to be something that you do look at as a benefit that actually says, hell yeah, I should, yeah, I'm right. That's right. That was good for me. That was the right story, right? The biggest reason we're not able to move the ball down the field is because we can't stay focused on the ball long enough to know where to find it and how to move it. I am an advocate of education, and I'm telling you what, I love learning new things, right? Because it just, it builds on your on your toolbox, right? I don't, I'll, I'll never have to use jujitsu on anyone. Why would I have to take somebody to the ground? I, I have the art of communication. I'm the world's biggest bullshitter, and I can be a wimp, let me tell you that. Non-threatening as hell, right? Hell. It's because it energizes you. It puts fuel in your tank to do things that you like. And the reality is this. We don't have an image for anything beyond where we are, except for the image that's being fed to us. What's the image? Let's talk about what it looks like. And, of course, let's even break it down a little farther than that. Let's talk about the truth and why we choose the things we do when we come back. All right, so let's just talk about it. Why does your life look like it does? I mean, that's a pretty, that's an important question, right? If, you're, if we're talking about making changes and affecting positive um, goals and improving the quality of your life, the first thing we have to do is we have to understand why we're where we're at. Why do you suppose you're where you're at in your life with regard to the choices you've made? And, and then specifically the house and the debt and how your life looks, which you, how you spend your time. Did you and your partner sit down and say, all right, hey, listen, i got an idea. Why don't we just sit down and we'll make a plan of our entire life and we'll make it look like this. And, and this is the reason we need this house. It's because it fits this. And this is why this is. And this is why we owe that much money, right? If you, if you did that, if you're that person that actually sat down and broke it out, you are right on track and you're probably not even listening to this. But when you think about for the majority of us, that's not the case, right? That's not the case. You didn't sit down and plan it out. You you looked around and you said, "Hey, what are you doing?" And they said, "Well, you know, I I got me a 30-year mortgage and I'm I'm paying for a house and I'll probably pay double for it, but the banker needs that money, right? I mean, I'm going to just work and work and work and then when I get to be too old, that's the plan. I'll just sit in a chair, retire, and that'll be the good times." Right? Huh. And it's funny because you're not the only one that's doing it. Look around. Look at all your friends, all the people around you that you spent all the time in high school having fun and doing what you love to do. All of a sudden, each, every one of you are going to put that harness on. You're going to take that saddle on. You're going to become entangled in it, right? You're going to be like, oh, yeah, all right. Hey, guess what? 
What? Well, I'm in debt now. Oh, well, good for you. I'm not yet. I'm still looking for the house and the perfect girl. Yeah, why? Getting married? You getting married? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. The attorneys, them, them attorneys, they need, a, they need to get paid for us to break up. Yeah, we got to keep that system going. Oh, that's a good idea. Are you kidding me? Come on. Come on. It ain't your plan. It wasn't your plan. It's not your plan. And the reason you keep doing it is because you think it's your plan. I mean, and rightfully so. Think about this. Here's something to consider when you talk about, I talk about we are what we think, right? How many, how many, how many opportunities a day does someone take to interrupt your life, to knock in your life and say, hey, listen, hey, dude, I want to bother you for a minute. Hey, listen, you buy this couch. Hey, look at this car. Hey, look at this beautiful woman. Oh, hey, TikTok, look at this hoo-ha. How many times a day do you imagine you are distracted from your focus in order to, in order to pick up your phone? imagine that i mean think about it if, if there was a way to conquer a society just create a software package that is so enthralling that it's like a it's like a um programmed version of a fentanyl it just throws us in a trance we're just like oh they finally figured it out they finally got enough information put all the pieces together and they created this environment that we just couldn't say could can't escape we're just like stuck in a hole right just like oh Huh. let's talk about it you didn't pick it you learned it it's a inherited characteristic of life right uh, why else would you think that there's so many contradictions think about the contradiction so if you go to someone like dave ramsey and i were to say what do you think of dave ramsey oh yeah he's a smart guy he's that guy that does that live live debt free right yeah that's a good idea man yeah he's a smart guy and the guy makes millions of dollars every year telling people to live debt-free and explaining that if you don't spend money and you watch how much money you spend, you can live debt-free, right? And if you earn money, it's just a money thing. It's right. Look at your money. Your money will get better. And yet, how many people of how many of us are debt-free? I, I can raise my hand to that. And why aren't you debt-free? Well, you know, because of the story. Story, the standard, let's see, what's the standard for success? You're following someone else's story. You're not following your story. Because if you were telling your story on Sunday, you'd be telling it from a boat. You'd be telling it from the golf course. You'd be telling it from some back mountain trail. Somewhere, someone where wonderful, where you feel inspired and energized. Something that you're going to do that is a hell of a lot better than what you're doing. I certainly am not telling you not to do it. I, I, I promise you that. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm telling you to do more of it. And then all I'm saying is if you're going to do as much as you can every day from the time you get up until the time you go to bed, don't you think it, it's a good idea to just kind of take a look at it and say, hmm, well, if I'm going to work my ass off anyway, I might as well do some stuff that I love. I might as well get a life that I truly, that's truly connected to me that keeps me moving forward instead of just sitting still trying to catch up with what i've already got going on right it's like a friggin' juggling act think about when's the last time you didn't feel like you had to be somewhere do something you actually had some time just to sit down and go all right let's see chris what do you want to be when you grow up hmm crazy idea right it's not your plan you didn't we didn't we didn't come up with this this was predestined and what's really funny about it, and I think I don't know, you maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't, but the funniest part about it is here we are, we're we're living these lives, and you know that on it basically you're living an average life. You're not you're not waking up all energized. Look at you, you're getting fat, you don't work out, you're doing all kinds of things you shouldn't do. And aside from a vacation twice a year, where you at? You just kind of uh, 
little things here, a little there. And definitely nothing is getting bigger, right? It's all about you. It's all about the plan you're following, and it's a bad plan, I guarantee you. What would you do if I told you we could bring that level up significantly? Imagine what would happen if you all of a sudden you just started spending more time with you. You're like, hey, honey, I was thinking. And then you assure her with kind words. You say, listen, I just, just a thought. How would you like to spend more time having fun with me? I, I, I was thinking about it. I, you know, I kind of like spending time with you. I, you were, you're pretty cool back when I liked you. I want, I want to like you again. Come on, honey, let's go for a walk, huh? Let's go ride bikes. Let's go fishing together. Let's go do something amazing together. Man, can it possibly be that easy? I guarantee it can. When we come back, I'll show you how. All right, so I think the best way to illustrate what we're talking about here when I talk about the vision, the story that you build around the life you want to live, I just wanted you to know, and I've said this before, but it's it's true. I, I, I used to hate rom-coms, romantic comedies, because I would watch the interaction of these actors, and it was so... It was so like the life I wanted to share with my wife, right? It was so like how things, how when we get in an argument, it always end up so great, right? And we run off into the sunset. And unfortunately, that wasn't what was going on, right? For a long time in our relationship, we were, we were at odds because of a lot of damage, right? Not only just what we did to each other or what we created together, but what, came, what we brought with us, right? Because neither one of us had the white picket fence lifestyle and to be honest with you i don't think anyone i don't think anyone escapes some sort of damage as children we just do we just create these ideas in our head and oftentimes they get in the way of our success or they in some some cases actually drive us forward but we're we arrive to our relationships broken and sandy and i were no exception but i'm tired right i'm at the point where i'm thinking i just i don't know if i want to do this anymore and to my to my surprise and to my to my benefit, my son sends me this book. He sends me The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. And he says, uh, Dad, you might want to read this. And, of course, later on we have a conversation and we're talking about it. He goes, I didn't ever think you'd read it. I didn't ever think you'd listen to it because we got it on Audible, right? That's how I use my time. I don't waste a minute of my time. If I'm driving from one point to the next, I'm learning something or I'm listening to something or I'm trying to learn something, right? That's just the way it is. But... I get this book and I listen to it the first time and I'm like, wow, that explains it. That explains why every time she says that I feel that way, right? Why I get so angry, so frustrated, right? And so then I, I mentioned it and of course I invited her to listen to it. But of course our relationship has, was so damaged. We weren't where we were. I wasn't there. I didn't have any right to ask her to do shit. I wasn't going to give her anything she needed to do. So then I went back and I listened to Brene Brown again. And by the third time I realized it. And here I am, retired, 2016, I retired early. She's still, she's still trying to swallow that down. I come home from riding my mountain bike and losing weight and being all my badass self, right? And, uh, and she's crying, and I'm thinking, wow. And my usual response is like, what's the matter? Well, what I do? And all of a sudden, I would get defensive. But I realized through a little bit of education that, you know what? I, I, she's hurt. Her, there's tears coming out her eyes. So that, that, I mean, I'm not a dumb man. That's an indication that maybe she's hurt. So instead of becoming the warrior and defending myself, I ran into the fire with her. I said, hey, baby, what's the matter? I said, what's the matter? And she started telling me all these things that were happening, and some of them involved me, and there were things I was doing that was making her unhappy and making her cry. And for the first time in my life, I realized that, oh, okay, 
And I told her, I said, well, how about if we don't, how about if we don't do the, that anymore? How about if I change that? She said, you're losing weight. I'll, I told her, I said, I'll get, I'll get fat. She says, you're, 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 you're retired. I said, I'll get a job. And it freaked her out, right? It freaked her out. But after a while with doing that, I realized you, I'm, I am my partner's first responder. You know what I get for that? I get a smile and a hug every morning. I get appreciation. There's no conversation about who does what in our house. If I walk by the sink and there's dishes in it and, and I'm not engaged in something that I have to get done at that moment, I'll stop and do those dishes. Why the hell not? I'll take that, I'll take that prize, right? My wife looking over, she realizes that I've got her back, right? I don't, have to, I don't have to argue with her when I decide I want to buy a new microphone or I need to upgrade my computer. Why? Because we roll like that. Because we had an image in my mind. I had an image in my mind of what our relationship could be. And I never let it go. And I took steps towards it. And then I shared it with Sandy. And pretty soon Sandy's using, using Brene Brown. And she's listened to more of Brene's books than I have now. And how does it happen? It starts with that idea, that story. All right, so the only, the only question that's left is, are you ready to get started? I hope so. It doesn't make any sense for for you not to consider in the benefits. Let's face it. We all have a superpower, right? There is a reason your life looks like it does because of the effort you put in. So you have the ability to build something. All right. And so does your partner. Can you imagine what's going to happen when you combine those superpowers to the point that you're working in the same direction? You have the same ideas all because of an idea you had about how great your relationship could be. Wow. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, so just even if it's only hypothetically, let's just pretend that you're that you're on board, that you're believing that it would be a great idea to have your relationship back where it was, right? When it comes to why you, why you quit, the question you need to ask yourself is why did you quit being so interested in them? Why did you quit being that guy that was kind and considerate and and was an inspiration and worked out? And when they woke up in the morning, the first thing they wanted to see, the first person they wanted to touch was you. Because if you you think back, that is exactly how it was. And why did you quit? Well, because everything has a shelf life. And if you're not spending time thinking about who you're with and how to help their life get better so that they feel better about you and to be inspired as a couple, not just it's in it for you, but in it for both of you, right? I wake up every day and I look at my wife and I say, thank God I'm here and she's here, right? I do things. She says the other night, here's an example. Here's an example of the value of that, that connection, right? So the other, last night I'm going through some stuff. A buddy of mine was shot and killed on the interstate in Colorado uh, an incident of road rage. Can you imagine actually deciding that, that the fact that someone got in your way and you couldn't get where you're going was a, was a, was caused to kill them, to shoot them and kill them? I mean, any, in, any, any, in any society in the world, that shit's just straight up wrong, right? So I was feeling alleged. You had a few, had a few seven and cokes, right? And me and I get on, I get on a podcast and I'm kind of running it, kind of running hard like this, right? It's tough. It's tough. And I come out of there and my wife says, she says, you know, baby, you were a little bit harsh. You were kind of on one. You were saying some things that kind of made me nervous. And and she was actually surprised because as a result, I, I told her, I says, you know, you're right. You're right. I, that's not who I am. I'm not that angry person. I will not let that ugliness get inside me. Hmm. God's day. Why'd you get thinking about how great it's going to be? When did you quit dreaming? 
quit talking about stuff that makes people go, oh, you're freaking crazy. That's crazy. I wouldn't do that, right? When you stop learning, stop getting that a bug to, to read a book or to, to do something that kind of scares you, why'd you quit? doesn't matter because we're getting ready to fire the stove up or we're getting ready to get this thing moving. When we come back, we're going to talk about no matter where you are, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is where you're getting ready to go when we come back. All right, here's the problem. The problem is we are what we think. We are the information we take in, and we are the ideas that we embrace, right? The things we believe, and that's why we all own houses, because owning a house is better than renting a house. That's what they've taught us, and that's what we know, so that's what we do. But let's, say, let's take a look at it from another perspective. What if we take a look at it from the standpoint of the benefit that we get from what we're doing? And that is, that is, an example would be, let's say you wear a size 8 shoe. All right. So you go to the store and you buy size 8 shoes. But then you look over and you see a pair of size 16s. And you're like, wow. And you look at the price tag. They're exactly the same price as the size 8 boots. But you're getting twice as, many, twice as much shoe, right? Do you buy the 16s? It's a better deal, definitely a better deal. You get more for your money, right? Or do you buy the eights? And the answer is you buy the eights. Why? Because it fits. We get derailed on our life. The problem that we're having is all of this distraction, all this noise we face every day, it keeps us from thinking about us. And more significantly, it keeps us from thinking about about why we make the choices we make and the true value of those choices. Let's face it. I, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, it's not my business. Maybe you are that better homes and per- gardens person who just wakes up every day excited like, you have, like you're getting ready to have sex every time you go out and you mow the lawn or pull the weeds or it feels as great as it does when most guys go fishing for you to get out there and, and work on the shutters and paint the doors and do all that crap you're doing. If that's the case, you are rocking and rolling it. But where we get into trouble is we lose so we, we get so distracted and we gain these ideas about what's right and what fits for us because, of course, it's easy, right? Let's face it. You didn't have to spend a lot of time thinking about how your life was going to look, especially if you did it like everyone else because there's examples all over the place. And even if you lose your way, guess what? There is a plethora of people that are more than willing to help you get back on track. You got manufacturers, you got corporations, you got politicians, you got everyone you can think of the news to tell you, hey, listen, hey, just just a reminder, man, this is how you're this is where happiness is. Just come on with me. I got your back, man. Just don't do any thinking on your own. You don't need to. We got you, baby. Hey Alexa. Oh, just relax, Eric. I know you're thinking debt's a bad thing, but did you see that new ad on that Bronco? Wow. Why'd you get thinking about you? As a kid, you did. As a kid, you were the center of the universe. And, of course, some of that doesn't work when you talk about your relationship. Talk about where you are in your relationship and what you got going on. Of course, that's the only place where thinking about you only comes into play when it's about being a better version for yourself so it helps your partner live an easier more enjoyable life let's face it if i'm if i show up every day and i'm awesome in my own right and i deliver everything i have and give everything i have to my partner from a platform of kindness and consideration she certainly certainly isn't going to wake up or go to bed pissed off at me every night right All right, so if the strategy and the, what I'm contending is that by focusing on specific things, 
continually, you'll eventually be able to see how great it's going to be. Imagine and how wonderful it would be to have a great relationship and how not much nicer it would be if you could interact in a way like you did when you first got together, right? So you, you see this image. And then, of course, the next step is to create instances where you embrace that concept. You either think about it or you review it or you share your ideas about it. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, and that's only if you want to wake up to an amazing relationship, down the road you'll be looking at him going, wow, he's awesome again, right? If that's what you're looking for, then here's a little step. Just tomorrow morning when you wake up, reach over with, and grab your partner's hand before they get out of bed and say, you know what, I promise to be kind to you today. I'm going to do everything I can to help your life get better, and I'm going to exercise an attitude of gratitude, and I'm going to appreciate not only where we are, but I'm going to be excited about where I think we can go. And then have your partner, ask your partner to join you in that. Don't tell them, but and even if they don't join you, it's okay. You still have something to work on, right? You can still become a better version of yourself, right? And then every night before you close your eyes when you go through that ritual and you've brushed your teeth and you're getting ready for bed, reach over and grab your partner's hand again and say, this is what I did good. This is what I didn't do, but I promise to do the same tomorrow. Even if your partner's not on board, guess what? You're going to freak their ass out. They're like, what, what? And they'll be saying, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. That doesn't matter. Cause here's the ticket that the kinder you become and the more you stay focused on becoming a kinder, better person for your partner, the more, interested your partner is going to be in sharing that same attitude back with you you don't have to wait on them to change you can go ahead and become a better version of yourself they'll catch up if they love you they'll catch up i guarantee can you imagine how that's going to feel if you can't that's the reason you're not getting there hey listen guys i i, I just want to ask you one question before we close this thing out why'd you quit Why'd you get, quit being that amazing guy that she was so interested in? Why'd you quit? Why'd you quit waking up inspired and excited because you had shit you hadn't accomplished yet, but you, you know if you keep doing it, keep going after it, you're going to get it. Why'd you quit fishing? Why'd you quit golfing? Find the answer to those questions, and I guarantee it's going to get a lot easier for you to wake up and do the shit you have to do. When we come back, we're going to talk about how you can help me. I do need your help. I hope you'll stick around for it in a minute. All right, just so you know, it's not, it may not be a perfect plan for you, but the idea is the same, and that is we become what we think. And the way we achieve what we don't currently have is by imagining how it's going to be when we achieve it. And the better that story is, the more exciting that story is, and the more often we visit that story, the more likely it is we're going to achieve our goals. That's the bottom line. Hey, listen, I am now, I, just so you know, I am fallible been thinking about all those innocent lives that have been lost in the Middle East, been thinking about my buddy, a friend of mine being killed in a road rage incident, and it's kind of got me a little bit a little bit harsher than normal. I did a little bit of drunk podcasting last night on somebody's channel. I hope I didn't offend anybody. If I did, I do apologize for that. I mean, I am, I am human. I do feel it. So, hey, listen, I hope your life is better. I hope you wake up tomorrow morning with a new view on which you're becoming, where you can be, and how your life looks. Grab a hold of everything you can that inspires you and eliminate all the stuff that doesn't. That's the idea behind it. That's what I'm doing. This is my safety check to make sure my car don't go off the track or my train don't go off the tracks. Hope you're doing the same thing. Hey, listen, spend some time with yourself. Spend some time thinking about why you make the choices you do and if there's something you would prefer to be doing. 
and then go after it. Get excited about it. I guarantee it works. I'm the example. My wife's the example. My family is the example. Share, like, do whatever you can to help me. If you want to lend me a hand, talk to your friends about it. I'm going to go live here probably later on today. Got a few things to do. Uh, Tune in on the live podcast. Today, Sunday, it's God's Day. So we're going to talk about our kindness and empathy and how maybe we can actually fix this thing before it's too late. Till next time, my name is Chris Haquez, and this is Your Best Life Defined. Mm -hmm.